Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. We only need to do one thing on today's podcast and it is the thing that is in my head. I'm not going to do it as a first or second because let me tell you, when I do it, it's going to be worth waiting for because I've been wanting to do this, this one thing that I want to do on the podcast today for the last 22 hours. I've been thinking about, even you and I were on the phone last night and I was like, don't say it to her now. Don't tell her now. Because you're excited about this. Because I want to, I want to do, do it on the podcast today. You're excited about this. Yeah, I am okay. genuinely very excited about this. Hello, sixbitspod at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, it's Ray Foley here and there's Maureen O'Connell. Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? How are you? How are you? Do you want to start then? Number one. Number one. They had to do it. They had to write the headline this way. Sales of condoms droop as people's sex lives are hit hard by lockdown. You had to put the droop in, didn't you? Metro.co.uk. So this is a story uh, coming out of Jurex. Do you know the Jurex people, Raymond? I you probably never used a condom, have you? I've never had to use a condom because I've been married. Like I, I, I got married before condoms were invented. There we go. So the only they, contraception before that it was we, only crisp packets and water balloons. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to say the only contraception we had was separate bedrooms. Uh, before I got married, the only, contra- like, the only contraception like, we had was too much drink, <laughs> or or like Darren and Samantha in Bewitched, separate oh. beds. You don't remember the single beds that they both slept in? Do you know something? There's a lot to be said for separate beds. I sleep regularly in the spare bedroom, not because we have a bad relationship, my wife and I, but because we just can't bear to be in the same or to sleep in the same bed. Uh, happily sitting, reading our iPads, doing whatever else happens in beds uh, <laughs> together. With but, crisp packets. But the thing that, that one does most in a bed with their partner, i.e. sleep, we can't do it. We have reached, I, I think Cork, working in Cork, yeah, for, for me, has probably scuppered the whole, well, actually, initially, it was breakfast. I used to work regular hours, and Kate has worked breakfast an awful lot longer than I have. She's Her alarm goes off at five or six, and I would sleep through it. Yeah. Uh, but then once I started working early's and my uh my alarm my, I I I coped with it very badly the, the change in times. We all coped with that breakfast show very, very badly, badly Ray. for a multitude of different reasons. <laughs> Some have dealt with it worse than others though. <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Me ow uh, is Anyway. Right, but also chickens do come home to roost eventually. <laughs> that is, that is, and you know, I love chicken. I love chicken. We're having chicken this weekend. I really just right. enjoy chicken. Chicken tonight. So high in protein yes. and karma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the, the uh, anyway, <laughs> R.I.P. So uh, anyway, yeah. Once once the clocks changed, I started sleeping in the spare room, and then it's then there's cork, and then then it just stuck, and it's like I spend I sleep to the extent that my kids call it mommy's room, our room, mommy's room, and my and the spare room, daddy's room, daddy's room, because it's that bad, yeah. But like well, we have a very happy, healthy relationship. Our, but <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that, because now I 
Myself and my housemate, we go to bed obviously at vastly different times. He's asleep at like 11 and I go to sleep at about five o'clock in the morning. Mm. But there are days where I'm like, I'm not dealing with, with. <laughs> so I, I'm in the front room. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm going to sleep lovely tonight. Yeah, starfish. I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, but you do I'm make starfish. the effort though. Do you, do you sleep in the bed then with, with him because you want to make the effort or because no, it's a done thing? I sleep in the bed thing? with him most of the time. Right, so you're used but, to it then. You are because I was perfectly used to it. I we am, were... but I've started. I've, apparently, I did this uh, when we first got together. But I've started inching my way back into the middle of the bed to yeah. take over the whole bed. Yeah, and I'm like, when did that start again? He was like, started lockdown for some reason. You felt that the whole bed was bloody yours. Oh, I was okay. like really interesting. Interesting. Maybe it's a stress thing then, or something. I mean, it's a subconscious stress thing. Wait, Kate, Kate does that a lot. Or, um. But she, I, she didn't do it originally. But she does it. She does do it. She's definitely yeah. now. It's just impossible for us to sleep in a bed together because yeah, we're both used to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you know what? That's a good thing because condoms. Apparently, we're going to run out of them. Is one thing. Oh my god! Because production has gone down, and oh. they're saying for and obviously, do you know who's going to hit first? It's going to hit the continent of Africa. The continent that they're like, oh, demand is very high in Africa, so it might be it might be months until we get our production rates back up for the Africa. I'm like, what? Why? Why are you saying that? So, uh, the sales at Jurex have said uh, the sales have dropped in the worst hit areas, the UK and Italy. And do you know what they're blaming it on? They're blaming it on social distancing. And I'm like, UK and Italy are the two countries that haven't social distance, as we've seen. Yeah. By their figures, but they're like now with social distancing, they've dropped. But, but then, aren't they telling us there's an awful lot more writing going on? So I suppose it's like. Uh, so this is interesting. So yeah. Laxman uh, Nara Sheeman, who is the CEO of the people who make um, Jor- uh, condoms, Jorex condoms, Sheeman. he said, this is how he put it intimate occasions are going down. Intimate occasions are going down, just say sex. And that is the manifestation of anxiety. Oh, right. actually blaming it on anxiety that people aren't having sex. Whereas I would have thought it's great stress reliever, lads. We're not in the mood because we're a bit wound up. Yeah. yeah in our house, it's like we're just too tired. Just too tired. Like, mummies and daddies are so much busier now because yeah, there's point. no couple of hours, like, for just relaxation or downtime. It's like by the time it gets to, like... And any chance of a right? It's like, oh, look, let's just let's see how tomorrow pans out. Let's, and you know, everyone's found that their concentration has gone down. So you're like, no, that'll take a few minutes concentration. At yeah, least. yeah. Like, I was, that's a whole that's a whole process. And I just don't have it in me. I just want to put yeah. on a bit of thirty rock wine. Maybe watch a Bosch wine. Well, I pour a glass of wine instead. Like a a ride or a glass of wine? Always wine. The whole We've gone mad country the right now is just going wine. Yeah, I'll take the wine. wine I'll take yeah. the wine. Glass of wine then instead. Yeah, we'll t- tomorrow though. Tomorrow, let's let's pencil <laughs> it in. Definitely tomorrow. Like, let's try and let's try and arrange our day better so that we're not knackered by this time. I would tomorrow. like to say hi to all of the long-term couples who have actually said that sentence tomorrow. Though, right? Tomorrow, <laughs> we all know that you have. We know that you have. We and say you know that what? pretty much every two or three days. My we're in it with you. We're <laughs> totally and utterly in it with you. Uh, so there you go, intimate occasions, anxiety. Tomorrow, lads, have a glass of wine. Boom. Don't worry about it. Separate beds. Do the separate. I've actually <laughs> genuinely pitched to my wife the separate beds thing because we have a big bedroom. It's the biggest room in the house, actually, our bedroom. and It's huge. That it, room is ridiculous. But it can take another double bed up there on the other side. 
So I could, we could actually present to our kids a united front of. Have you well, said me, this before on the podcast? Oh, or have is I? This right? Just you telling me. I, I, it's no, not, maybe it's it no, you telling me. Yeah, I've said it, but Kate won't do it because she thinks the room will look crap. And it will, like, but we at least we at least say night, babe, night, babe, love you, night. What? Or, ch- what's or chat the to each other. Tune It'd to be like bewitched. It, da, 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 I know that's, that's blind date. date, but it's similar to that. <laughs> Well, the theme tune to Bewitched is now my theme tune for you and Kate. You're Darren and Samantha in their room. Samantha wearing a lovely nightie. Darren wearing a dowdy old grandpa PJs. And darling, and they're going into bed in their separate single bed. This used to be on Sky One in the 90s, the original yes. of this. Remember that? And the mother. The mother hated him. Oh, so, uh, Esmeralda. And she, he was J.R. Ewing, wasn't he? No. He was played by two different people. Well, Dick one York. of them was J.R. No, it wasn't. Why well, wasn't I'm one of them? I'm telling you it wasn't J.R. Who was he, your man the, then? The second Darren looked like J.R. Oh, bewitched. Because there was two different Darrens. Like Pippa at Home and Away, there was two different Darrens. Um... Samantha was just so much rightier. Like, why Aye. did Samantha You're stay right. You were right, actually, Darren. as it turns out. You're I abs- am right. Yeah. When it comes to TV stuff, I'm normally right. Um, why did Samantha well, stay with Darren? Well, why did Samantha stay with Darren? Because she loved she him. Was, that was the wonderful she, thing. She loved him. She was hot. She was fun. Yeah. She was smarter than him as well. Uh, she was a witch. She could do whatever she, she wanted. She loved him. And it, that and was the wonderful thing about it. She loved him. Yeah, but if you look deep down into the actual metaphor and what it meant, subjugation of women, oh yeah, you might oh, be yeah, better than your husband. Oh yeah, it was very much of that time, definitely. Of that time. You might be better than your husband, but stay in the kitchen and try to be the perfect wife. Suppress all of your actual natural abilities yeah. and desires and just stay in the kitchen and have And kids. the biggest problems were always if Darren's bewitched. problems. Like, so it's like always. Darren's inviting his boss and his wife over for dinner. And oh no, she has to get the dinner ready, but she needs to, she can't use her magic because her mother is, and then the mother's going to try and scupper it. In fairness, the mother was quite woke, wasn't she really? Because she the was, mother, always, yes. she always rallied against that whole thing. And she was like, use your powers, babe, be all you can be. Whereas, uh, uh, she was buying into the whole marriage and the the the, the American the dream. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Very just awful, awful. Oh, I've it's always annoyed me that she, that Darren is the person. I was sitting there going, "There's all these warlocks. They're mad for mad for a go, mad to ride you, and they're handsome. Just get out of there. Leave the kids. Tabitha's annoying. She get loved out. him, but that was the wonderful thing at the end of it all. She loved him, even in though in real life know. she never would have loved him. No, she no no God no. No, not a hope in hell. Not a hope. Do you know what? The most unrealistic thing about Bewitched was that Samantha loved Darren. Not that she was a witch. It was that she loved Darren. That is my TED, yeah. talk, TED talk. Do you remember Will Ferrell's Bewitched? I did with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And do you know who that was? Was that written by Nora Ephron or Nancy Myers? Uh, Someone I adore. God, that the thing, was thing, though, with awful. Ephron, right? What? <laughs> Be careful coming for Nora Ephron right now. Okay. All right, I won't say anything, but I think you Go know on. what I'm thinking. What? It's that like, okay, you've had a couple of hits, but it doesn't make you golden. And you've she proved that with other stuff that she did, which Wait, was some like. stuff was terrible. What? Some Nora Ephron stuff is yeah. terrible. Yeah. But so because you did one or two good things doesn't mean that you're like everything you touch is gold. 
Yeah, well, one of the two good things that she did was like when Harry met Sally and sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. And you've got mail. So you're kind I of I don't like, know about you've got mail though. I think you've oh, got mail is stretching it. It's great. No, you're wrong. It's so good. It um, is. So you just need to go back. It's just a little bit of magic between the two of them. I mean, and the iconic Meg Ryan haircut. Oh, Jesus. It's so good. Anyway, moving on. Number... Number two. Number 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 two. Number two for you. What have I got? You saw your man swimming in the skip, did you? Man alive. Did you see him? What? This is incredible. Oh, this is amazing. There's loads of this kind of crack going on. It's like people running around their back gardens and people doing... uh, uh, running up and down the street, a man who he climbed the equivalent of Everest on his stairs. Do you see that? No. There was a guy who climbed. I'm kind of trying not to look at this stuff. I yeah. don't think I'm like what. There was a guy in the, in the UK who climbed Everest. Like he qui- he climbed the equivalent. He climbed. Why the, you... He climbed the equivalent of Everest <laughs> on his stairs. And but he didn't really, though. He didn't. He just didn't. He went up and down his stairs. We could all do that. But did he Did he slowly try to take the oxygen from his lungs? Are you going to take it away? I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to look up that story I'm first. Not gonna, I'm not going to take it away. Well Man done for going up and down your stairs. Everest I get that. Stairs. But we're interviewing an awful lot of people that are like, uh, this is on the six o'clock show, who are like doing marathons in their back garden. And I'm sitting there going, I'm pretty sure my mother has definitely done a marathon over the past three days. Yeah, that's over days, but like all in one go as you one would do a marathon. That's impressive. And the other thing that I always think about, it's like the thing I immediately think of is like, have you ever, have you ever walked around the kitchen table five times? Eventually, like on your hip, you're like, oh, that's like, because I, because I do the same movement regularly. Do you know anything you do regularly for even like a few times? Your body starts going, oh man, it's... Why are you walking around the kitchen table? I'm just saying, for example, I'm usually chasing my kids to kill them. But here he is. Uh, This is John Griffin. He followed in the footsteps of a growing list of people managing great feats during isolation. He scaled 41,000 steps to climb the equivalent of Mount Everest. See, I hear that and I'm like, I could do that. Except I don't have any stairs. Delighted to know. Oh, he's I'm paralyzed s- as well, Ed Jackson. Oh, oh Jesus. He's right. a paralyzed ex rugby player and he's done better than you. You haven't even gotten out of bed. I'm looking at you now, you're in your bedroom. I am in my bed. Warren hasn't even gotten out of bed and this guy climbed the, to the ascent of 8,848 meters and he basically went up and down the stairs. So every he's time paralyzed. he went up, he climbed it and he's paralyzed. I think one of his legs is paralyzed. I was watching a video. Flipping hell. Yeah. He raised £36,000 for charity, Wings for Life which conducts spinal cord research and also <gasps> the NHS. There he is. He was a rugby player. Fine man. What is, what is going on at the moment that I'm like, everyone is being so generous. So I'm, you know, everyone's throwing a bit of money into chat, but it does feel like a lot, an awful lot of money is being raised. But is that because we don't have the on-street um, fundraisers that we normally do? Because, you know, if you pass someone, you normally give them two euro. Mm-hmm. You know, for 24, 25 Roses Day or mm. for uh, the Irish Cancer Society or whatever. It feels like people are being incredibly generous with the amount of money that's being raised at the moment. It's kind of amazing. I think it's because, well, yeah, there's that. That's one element of it. I think Or all, everything's being more publicised? That's that's where I was going to go with this. That, okay. the, uh, that I think there's an awful lot more people doing more stuff and then they're getting publicity for it that they wouldn't ordinarily already have gotten because... Uh, the news outlets and radio stations in general, the general media in general, are starved 
for content that isn't, oh my God, are we all going through hell? And people are being more quirky about how they're raising it. To be fair, they're like the first yeah. three weeks I was like, this is great crack. Well done, lads. Actually, I still am. I'm still seeing stuff going, that's good crack. Well done. How did you come up with these ideas? This guy in Belnet, where I'm from, my Belnet. My Yeah, from, from Belnet. I don't know him, actually. I, I looked up his details. I love uh, Belnet. Fine pennies. Jesus, the pennies in We Belnet. do have a great... Well, they didn't, that, pe- that Belnet, uh, the pennies wasn't in Bel- Belnet when I was there. No, but I'd well say since you've gone time. home, it's taken over. Like, it's moved the whole centre of the town. We didn't the have pennies. an Eason's. The centre of the town used to be Supermax. And yeah. now, now it's pennies. And uh, Eason's as well. They put an Eason's in. Ireland's, or Belnet's first uh, escalator. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. Of course, of course, Penny's got one then after and stole the thunder, but... Eason, oh, they always have to do that, Eason's had the first escalator, I think. Unless Hanley's back in the dead, but I don't think so. I remember parking up there. I didn't go into Penny's because I obviously went to the off-license. And, uh, obviously. Obviously. It was packed. Like, Penny's packed. And I've driven through the town. I was like, Penny's has made the town die and they've just brought everyone over to Penny's. Yeah. That's what's happened. We've got a, an Aldi and a little as well. A couple of them. I haven't been to Bangalore yeah. in the longest time, actually. Uh, right, a try ice house. What? The ice house. Uh, ice house is lovely. Yeah, it's lo- it's lo- if you're thinking about treating yourself after this because you can't fly away. Oh, hey, hang on, brand ambassador. Here we go. Hashtag brand I'm ambassador. Sorry. How much did you pay for that weekend away in the ice house? I paid all the money for the weekend away in the ice house. Actually, I've never gotten ex- one of those free weekends. Are you serious? No, you always got those free. I've never gotten one of those free weekends. And Are I'm you- not. I'm not one of the people who, because I know. I think it all. The, I think it's all. Some changed. of the people. Some right. of the people ring up. They ring up and they're like, yeah, hey, I've never done that now. No, I've never no, done I wouldn't that. do that. But I was buying, I was purchasing something recently. Yes. For a birthday present. And then someone did say at the end of the email exchange, because I obviously bought it too late. And I was like, come here. I don't think that's going to be here on time. Any chance you could send me a mocked up one over the internet, over an uh, email. And they just went, any, any chance it's, it's, it's your, your you. six o'clock show. Yeah. And Go on. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm very sorry. I'm that Egypt or whatever. Why didn't you tell us? We would have. And I went, no, thanks. Absolutely no, thanks. The mortification of being like, no. hi, so I work on the six o'clock show. Yeah. Any chance I can get a discount? It makes my skin want no, to No, you can't do that. No, you no. can't You can't do that. But like, and like the other way around, if they get, someone's volunteering it to you, then fine. Oh, Jesus. I would take it with both hands and both feet. I'd be on it like a hot snatch. Yeah. I just don't get offered that stuff. I think, th- I think times have changed. Uh, when I was into see when I was into FM, honest R. to God, RIP, we could have gone away every single weekend in Ireland with the free stuff. I mean, I had a folder. I think I probably still have it in my emails, in my Gmail, of like hotel unsolicited hotel invitations. So it's like Ray, we'd love to have you and the wife. Uh, we've just launched our new spa. Uh, any chance you come down and stay? Or you and the wife and a friend, or we book you into a suite. Uh, my details are here. Just drop me. And th- these are people that like I would have replied to and said, "Sounds fantastic. I'll be in touch." I'd saved it into the folder, and and I, honest to God, we could have gone every weekend. It got to the stage where I said to Kate, "I'm not. I'm not going." Because initially, there's the initial first flush of like, "This is amazing. Like, let's go. Like, I've got this. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go." Whereas it got to the stage we had done it so often and it wasn't like we were going every weekend. I mean, like we'd gone a few times and I came to the realisation, Kate will tell you that she hates this, that uh, I don't particularly, I don't really like hotels. Okay. Like, like even really nice hotels, I don't really, I'd, I'd rather be in my own house 
with my own stuff on my that, own timetable. That is in the top 10 things that Ray Foley could say. That's up there. Pretty. That's pretty high up there. <laughs> yeah. I'd prefer to be in my own house, to be honest. Yeah. If he could make a restaurant come to his house and when we go out to dinner, it could be in his house. Yeah. He'd prefer that than us going It's called out. a takeaway. That's why I never go out for dinner. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, so I just don't. I like I like a swim, but then I'd like to go back to my own house again. Or okay, I'd, I'd it's li- all changed now. What? Because it's it's all like it's all the influencers at the. At That's the what point. I was just going to say. I don't think it is a thing where people get them anymore. Like even no, the, it's, the big it's leaguers influ- don't get them. It's, it's yeah. influence, but it is influencers get the get the get the thing in my bobby. But then there's so much more than that is just uh, required. For any any nice hotel who might be listening, I will take it, my friend. Yeah, I'll come I as no- well actually. And even though I won't like it, my wife would be delighted. She'd be delighted. She'd be thrilled because she keeps saying like we should go away. Like even like back to the, we, we keep talking about going back to where we got married you know because lo- loads of people do that for anniversaries and stuff go yes. back to where we got married and I'm like yeah yeah we could I'm so Larry David it's like yeah we could yeah. do that <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know I like hotels I don't have any children so if you want want, yeah. want the spa experience I can do that because he, you did get invited to that place that opened the children's one Centre Parks Oh yeah, I went to. But all, see, that's not a hotel. All of Ireland. That's not a hotel. All of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who anyone who has ever written a letter to the editor of the Irish Times got invited, invited. to the opening of the Centre Park weekends. Except if they had once had a fetus near them. Yeah. Uh, except anyone, anyone who didn't have a child, it was like, no, we're not inviting you. You and Darren Gary were locked out. Of your we were the, we were the, the two. Doors. It was like, no, old McDermott, no, no child, not coming. Everyone with children. The, the, the difference, Centre Park is very different. You're staying in a house of your own and you're not in the hotel itself. So that's, I'm done with that. That's All right, fine. hashtag spawn, brand ambassador there. Just really fantastic, fantastic service. They really, and you know, like, they're a company that have been doing this for years and years, for generations. And they've got the expertise and experience. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, I, I'm just going to start naming out hotels. It's a purpose-built um, uh, enterprise. That place down in Wexford, was it Kelly's, is it? What's the name of the place down? Know. There's a place down in we- Wexford that's like, it was the original Centre Parks of Ireland. Trafalgar? No, no, no. It's like a hotel in, okay. in Wexford or something. Everyone raves about it, but it's mega expensive as well. But they rave about it because it's super kid-friendly. And, oh, uh, right. Okay. Uh, what uh, did we start talking about? Your man climbing the stairs. But this is Sorry. another, this is your man in Belnair. And Bellin, his name is Stephen Donnelly. I don't know him. No relation to the. Uh, well, he might have been relation to the politician, the Wicklow politician. I don't know. What do you make of Stephen Donnelly? He really reminds me of Anton. This show's becoming a lot about Anton, isn't it? Ever, because ever, because we both love Anton. We're both like, you are so attractive. You've got great <laughs> hair. You wear a suit so well. Fantastic teeth and that mind. Do you fancy Anton? No. No, I didn't think so. No, I didn't I think he would be your type. No, I, no. I, I don't either. I find him too, he's too, uh, too put together. Uh, he's a very attractive man. Yeah, he ticks all the boxes, but like in just like a box ticking sense. No, no, he's very attractive. He's great to look at on the telly. And then you listen to the very smart words that come out of his mouth. And uh, he's just not my type. Yeah, he's not my, he's yeah. not my type. Okay. I suppose I'm more of a, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, okay. back, back to Stephen. Stephen's good looking. Love you, Anton. Steve, Stephen's probably good looking because he does all these. Oh yeah, Stephen Donnelly. Anyway, it, 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 next time you hear Stephen Donnelly talking, this is your man from. He's now so Fianna Stephen Fall. Donnelly was the Independent, and then he joined Fianna no, Fall. No, he was Sock Dems, wasn't he? No, he was Independent, and he joined Fianna Fall. No. Stephen Donnelly from Wicklow. He was an Independent TD, and he joined Fianna Fall. I'm looking it up. 
Stephen Donnelly. He was Go in crazy. something and he left something. He was in something with Roisin. Who's Ro- Roisin Shortall? What's she in? Roisin Shortall is the she uh, Social Democrats. Yeah, but, I, he was in it with her, wasn't he? Well, Stephen Donnelly was an independent. Then he he joined the the group, didn't he? He was in the Social Democrats. It's right here on his freaking Wikipedia page. Hold on now. Oh, was yes. He originally an independent. The wonderful beauty. Yeah, he was originally independent. He's a, so he's an independent. Yeah, and then he was in the flipping Social Democrats, like I literally just said. What year? And then he left the Social Democrats to go and join Fina freaking What ball. year was he in? What uh, year was he in the Social Democrats? Uh, let's see. Uh, Stephen entered political life being elected independent in 2011. On the 15th of July, yeah. he launched the flipping Social Democrats. You bellend. 15th of July what? 2015. 2015? Yeah. And then he left when? Uh, becoming co-leader along with former Labour Party TD Roisin Shortall. Yeah. He left on the 5th of September 2016. A year and a half. He was a founding member of the Philippine Social Democrats okay, though. Okay, but I'm I just mean, saying he was, I I more know him as a an independent because when I was doing talk radio, it's like we'll get Stephen Donnelly on. Okay. So well, he was Social Democrats for one flipping year. Yeah. Anyway, Dad and Balna. So we're both right. Balna. Next time you hear Stephen Donnelly talking, try not to think of Anton Savage. That's what I'm saying. Because when I do, I'm like, so like Anton. Just the way he talks. The, uh, just the, the, just the way. He's erudite and yeah. It's that kind of talky. It's, it's showing offy talky that Anton does as well. It's like, it's, I'm not Anton, Anton. I don't agree with anything that he's saying. He's never going to come on the show now. I know. He's, he's not going to come on the bits, show anyway. Have either of us actually savage. asked him? We keep talking about having asked him, no. but I don't know if we've explicitly No, I think I'd said. like to just keep it as a murky figure in the background as though he's he's never. Yeah, so we have I, not I mean, asked Anton. We haven't done a proper like go on WhatsApp and say, hey, Anton, any chance you're free on whatever date to do this? No, we haven't done no, any we're never. Go- no, we are never going to do that. We're just going to pretend. Okay. Yeah. But there, there have been a couple of things like, oh, we must come on the podcast someday, sort of, sort of thing uh, on Twitter, but nothing concrete, not, not an actual invite. I don't think, okay, right, I didn't know you'd done that. It's, anyway, it's come this, on. Are you dicey yeah. kind of shicey, which is like, uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's like best boy, uh, best boy in English class. You know what I mean? Honours English, leave insert, wrote, writes a lovely essay. That's what I'm talking about. I, I know I'm saying it in a negative way, but it's not such a negative that I think he's an ass. It's just kind of like, all right, man, give it a rest. You know what I mean? Or d- oh. did um, debating in in the lunch break when everybody else was out smoking around the back of the ball alley. These two lads, Stephen Donnelly and Anton Savage, I, were, do, were were prepping their uh, blackboard jungle team. Or, I, love or the the, fact, I love the fact that you said smoke it around the back. It's like you no, clearly never did. I, well, I wasn't. I was at home in my house playing Super Nintendo, actually. And we get... Right, okay. Well, yeah, come on. <laughs> This fella, he was supposed to be doing the uh, an Ironman, and which involves three point six kilometers swimming, one hundred eighty one hundred eighty kilometers cycling, oh god, and forty two kilometers running. Yeah, that's what a, an Ironman is usually. Yeah. I know, right? I'm sorry. Fair play, lads. Fair play. Uh, however, it's all off. Ironmans are off because. You can't do it. So what he did was he said he would do it in his back garden. Question for everyone is, how does he do the swimming? How can you swim thirteen or 3.6 kilometres in your back garden? He got a skip. I'll show it to you on the webcam. Can you see, uh, can you see that? Yeah. It's a skip. He lined it with plastic. It's one of the big long skips, like a builder skip. Lined it with plastic 
So it's right. So it's one of the long, long ones that's like two or two and a half skips put together. Yeah, really long. And then he lined it with plastic, filled it with water, and now he's swimming. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, what he's done is he's attached himself to an elastic band on one end, and elastic himself in the middle. So it's got a bit of pull on it. It's got yeah. And he's swimming against the elastic band. Isn't that amazing? You're joking me. He's doing it for Meals on Wheels and the Mayo General Hospital. So, wow, fair play. I was just, uh, the, the photographs are in the time, the front of the Times this morning. It blew my mind. And he's doing the treadmill, obviously, for the running and the bike for the bike. Donate to that man. Is he Donate unbelievable? Stephen Donnelly. No relation to Wicklow TD, although he might be, I don't, I don't know. The erudite. Wicklow, Wicklow a former independent TD, Stephen Donnelly. <laughs> and founder of the Flippin' Social Democrats. Nice, independent. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, 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 number four. Number right. four? Is number three? Number three. <laughs> number three. Oh, Jesus. What time is it? Have I we know. been. Uh, we're, we're, never, we're never going to get them all on. Go on. Like, will we just edit out all the bit about um, about the whole people are like, I don't care about your hotels. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need okay. to leave that bit in because we want to be offered hotel breaks. <laughs> we'll even go together. Actually, uh, where's the place? Um, We go together like a. Ba ba da ba da ba da ba biggity bong giddy bong. Boop. Sorry, go on, you do it. No, where's the place, what? Oh, Lakes. The place in Killarney. Or, or Killarney. Ahado. Ahado Heights. Oh, oh Ahado Heights. Have you ever stayed there? No, I pass it because we'd be in, because my mum lives, my mum parents are from Kerry. So we pass the Ahado Heights. I'd be like, isn't that lovely? And I say to mum, someday I'll bring you to there. She was like, why would I want to go there when we've got, the house is only you half an do. hour away. You should do. Take her, or take her, for afternoon, take her for afternoon tea there. It's very She impressive. doesn't like any of that shit. Chris She's and Sean got married there. Beautiful Oh, spot. very nice. Very nice. And, and then the next day party barbecue up on the uh, up on the balcony in the hot tub area and all that kind can of I shit. Can I just say, that's the sniff of Celtic Tiger off that Oh, now. I'm telling you. Although in fairness, it was well after the Celtic Tiger, but it was, it was after the bush. But uh, it was very nice. Very, very. And do you know what? Easily the best. Of course, they're gays, so they're going to do weddings well. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. Well, Fair like, play to them. Easily the best wedding I've ever been to. But you know that they were trying to make it the best wedding that everyone had ever been to. Do you know what I mean? It's it, like, I d- we did a wedding to get married and have a party to celebrate our, our marriage. Yeah. Chris and Sean had a wedding to have the best flipping wedding, <laughs> to have a better wedding than anybody else. I And do you know what? I have to say I respect that. My mate did that. Uh, Paddy from the firehouse in Delgany. Go there, get your bread. It's delicious. Um, he he wanted to get married, but he also wanted to throw the best party in the entire world. And he threw the best wedding I have ever been to. It was basically a festival. I don't get it. It's so much an pressure. Island. So much pressure. Like you're so, so much pressure. But organized, it's not pressure for organized people. Right, yeah, okay. Do you know, it's like they're, you know, people who love a spreadsheet. Can you imagine? This is their Everest. This is like their going up and down the stairs to climb Everest. Um, will we talk about Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle, let me try and work it out. Um, this is Harry and Meghan and, yeah, go on. UK court to give first ruling on Meghan Markle's privacy claim. So, you know the way she's taking, um, f- she's taking a bunch of papers to court over the fact that they published a private letter that she sent to her father in 2018. Oh, yeah. And um, so it's the Mail on Sunday. Uh, it's over five articles, two from the Mail on Sunday and three from the Mail Online. Yeah. And uh, they're expecting to have a preliminary judgment in the case uh, very, very, very soon. Everything that's gone on with Meghan Markle and Harry, it's just bonkers. Like, 
The double standard, as always, uh, particularly when they, they, they show it so starkly on Twitter, like they'll show the treatment of Kate, like exactly the same thing, like eating avocados. Isn't that one of them? Like uh, <clears throat> Kate eats avocados to stay trim and healthy. Meghan yeah. Markin eats avocados because she hates Britain. Or uh, yeah, yeah that, it's so just... I've I've once once I did it just because I was like fair play. And this was I put up some tweet about it and um, and like eight, six hours into the tweet, you start saying, oh, my God, the racist get get it then. And it's like she's a disgrace. Harry's great without her. She's pushing his buttons like it's this real old school sexism and racism. And it oh. always happens. It's ridiculous. I can't believe that they have to put up with this. But now. Since, since they have said to the Daily Mail and the Sun and all them, since they've given them the two fingers and going, absolutely, mm-hmm. we're not doing anything. I'm finding it fascinating to go into the sidebar of shame. All right. And to see the awful, like how they're parsing the articles about her now. They're not even hiding. No, they wouldn't. They're, no. they're not even hiding. It is. Well, it's out now. It's been, it's been unequivocally proven that that's what they've been doing anyway. By these, oh. by, by the, the, the comparison shots that like th- there's they can't they can hardly change it now. Do you know what I mean? You know they might as well just own it. Oh yeah, they're going for it. But the fact is, is that they are stoking up absolutely awful mm. sentiments against one person. It's completely bullying. It is bullying of the highest order. And the stuff going on now is that Harry misses his family. She's basically snatched him away. She's like the child snatcher, and. I hope to God, because obviously they're going to donate every single bit of money that they get out of these papers. Wouldn't it be amazing if they got loads? Be amazing. Uh, the the other thing that I read wasn't in the last few days. It was some story about apparently the relationship is not so bad, or things are not so bad with her father as things were made out to be around the time oh, of the wedding. Really? Oh yeah. They wanted, like, they did want him to have an involvement or they were in touch with him or they tried to make contact with him. Oh, they tried to make him come to the wedding. Absolutely. They tried to do everything. And then he decided not to go, from what I gather. Like, her family seems like a piece of work, like her half-sister. Yeah. Anyway, it's all very sad. Uh, Yeah, and the the thing is... very sad. The the concerning thing is, regard, obviously, I guess you like her. Neither of us know her. I don't know her. No, no, no. By the way, I really don't have an opinion on Meghan Markle. Yeah. Like, I didn't... I watched three episodes, three series of Suits. I liked Suits. It was grand. Yeah. She was a nice enough character. Um, Always preferred the red-haired girl, Donna. Oh, my God, Donna. Now, I love Donna. She was the best character in the flipping thing. Was Donna? Donna, yeah, 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 yep. Oh, there's there's something interesting. What? Anton Savage interviewed Donna, and he loves her. Oh, here we go. I don't know why I know that. Um, he interviewed her very eloquently and used lots of big words, <laughs> and he wore a suit. <laughs> I love, I love you, Anton. Um, loved Donna, Megan. I was watching a movie where Meghan Markle showed up the other day. Ah. In the movie, a lot like Love, Ashton Kutcher, Amanda Peet, Amanda Peet, one of the most underrated actresses. In the world, She's I adore her. She's in something with uh, your man from The Simpsons at the moment, and it's very good. Brockmire, it's called. It's about uh, an, a baseball commentator who loses it, fallen from grace. Yes. Uh, loses it, and she's in it. She hires him to go and work for her small town. For uh, her tiny small town. Yeah. I started watching that, but it was cancelled. I watched the first episode of it, and I liked it, and I thought, I must keep watching this, and then I never did. But I, I fancy... I okay. fancy her two bits. Okay, Anton, I'm so sorry. Uh, you are a very attractive person. But not as attractive not, as Amanda Not my Pete. type. 
I fancy Amanda Peet. Yeah. I've, I went through a phase of just watching movies of hers recently. I adore Doesn't her. Doesn't she show her boobs in... In what? She shows her boobs in the th- the golf thing with... Uh, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And the whole ten yards. Does she? I'm pretty sure she does. Per- I know I've seen Amanda Peet's boobs in something. Well, a lot like love, you can't see the boobs. You can see the outline of the boobs. She's brilliant in that. I also watched, and I'm not joking, I went back and I watched Jack and Jill, the program she was in. Oh. Where she played Jack and the guy played Jill. Um, She's brilliant in it. Anyway, Amanda Peet, there we go. Um, Love her. Uh, She, uh, so where where were we on that? Oh yeah, the um, Meghan Markle I don't really have an opinion on Meghan Markle. I just think that she's been treated up Appallingly, I think yeah. that it is endemic of a very broken society. And I would love her to get a pile of flipping money. A pile of it. And that she does anything that she wants with it. Also, he's an adult. You know, whatever you say about this snatching oh my God. business. It's, he's it's, an adult, it's yeah. absolute nonsense, this kind of crap. And dyna- family dynamics, you never know what they're actually like. Uh, I have a clue what they're like. Shall we? Go on. Number, n- number four. Am I right there? Is it number four? Yeah. We've we've been on this podcast for about seventy five years. We're definitely at number four. Okay, in this case, will we make this the last one then? Because uh, I'm I'm running out of time as well. I'm running out of road, and I'm really wound up about. I'm doing the six o'clock show tonight. Warren's not on it, so it's I'm mostly not. me taking the day off. Uh, so I'll I'll tell you the thing then. Okay, go on. I wanted to get to emails as well. Actually, well, I do emails first, then it's number four, and then then the other thing is number five. Come on, I'll do emails first. N- number four. All right, here we go. Let me have a look for you. <laughs> I'm so excited to do this thing. He's very excited about something. Ah, uh, uh, here we go. His right. face is giddy. Giddy, positively giddy. Okay, go uh, on. Hello from San Diego, says Lisa Collins. This is quite long, so I'll bash through it without observations, and then we'll chat at the end. Oh, b- oh by the way, Blanet, I wanted to do that as well. You see, Blanet is taking RTE to court. What did you say? Blanet me coffee. Did you see that? Wait, what did you just say about Blanet? <laughs> what? What do you say? What did I just say? What? Sorry, you froze. I froze. I froze. Sorry, you froze. I froze. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just repeating myself now. Uh, I'll bang through the email in a second. But you see, Blondin Lee Coffee is taking RTE to court. No, because I woke up four minutes before we were doing this podcast. Are you serious? Yeah. A TV what? host Blondin in per- This is number four then. Okay, here we go. All right, number four. No, 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 number four. TV host Blondin in personal injury case against RTE. TV presenter Blondin Lee Coffee, and this is on the front of the couple of papers this morning. Uh, she's suing her employer's RTE, the Irish Independent has learned. The nationwide presenter it has initiated personal injury proceedings against a national broadcaster where she's worked in a variety of roles over the past three decades. Miss Nikofig, 49, declined to comment on the High Court action, but it's thought to relate to grievances spanning a considerable period of time. Can you... Uh, and the thing is... But it's pers- it's a personal injuries claim. Yeah, obviously we don't know anything about the details of it, so we can't, we can't really comment. We can just com- we can just go based on what is in the public. I can't comment, says Blonnet, as she takes personal injuries claim. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, and then it's when all I speculation. Hear, the herald, when I hear the personal injuries... Yeah. I'm thinking physical injuries, but it mustn't be that. It must be... We we have no idea. We are personal we, injuries doesn't have to be a physical injury. It can be an, a personal injury to the person where they feel emotionally they have been injured. I've no idea, and I'm not going to speculate because uh, it's it's going to be a, a we, we don't we don't, we don't want to go to court. Yeah, 
So, uh, but anyway, that's the story. She's taken them to court, apparently. The proceedings were initiated on Wednesday. Nikofi is being represented by Dan- Daniel. And then this is all Shofa, because I'm trying to fill the story it's out. Understood, it's understood human resources issues raised by Nikofi. There you go. Or recently have been the subject of investigation. There you go. It's gonna it's it's gonna make for interesting dynamics because what because she's still obviously working there. Usually you hear about these things after the after someone has left or someone has gone. But it's uh it's an interesting story in the sense that she's still there and on a big show like nationwide. She's still very much working. She's still staff. She's still uh, employed. But she's a, but blonde. It's a staff member, isn't she? Yeah. She's not a freelancer. Oh my I don't God. think so. Uh, right, so there you go. That's Blonnet. Right, moving on then. Number five. Number five. that email? Yeah. Hi, Morning Ray. You requested emails for your new podcast, which I love, by the way. Oh, Lisa Ooh, Collins. Hello, you, you cheeky mare. Uh, so I said I'd dutifully supply one. I do like a dutiful lady, much like uh, Samantha. Samantha in Bewitched. Absolutely. I'm sending this email all the way from sunny San Diego, where I moved... Uh, more than two years ago from Clonmel in the sunny southeast. Both are questionable with their sunny claims. Yeah, I've, I've heard that about San Diego, that it can be uh, a bit hit and miss. And it's on the coast over there, isn't it? Uh, as you can imagine, the Southern California lifestyle is very different to the one in Tip. And it's certainly been fun up to now, to be honest. Nothing really beats home. Uh, but, to be honest, nothing really beats home. Helpfully, unlike many other states, the governor here is doing a pretty good job with the whole COVID-19 craziness. Yes. What's his name? Mar- Mar- Markham, is it? What's his name? Mar- Markham? Or New- Newman? Or... Newsom. Newsom, is it? Gavin Newsom, is it? Uh, California. I'm doing it. You go Governor. on. I can get it. Gavin Newsom. I've got it before you, for Christ's sake. Why did you do that before me? Because <laughs> I'm a legend. I'm a, it's okay. I'm a legend. Anyway, he's doing a pretty good job with the whole COVID-19 craziness. And numbers are trending low in San Diego County. However, with an un- unexpected heat wave, the weather's getting better. Uh, so folks are getting twitchy. In the light of the current virus and potential impact to the healthcare system, I, as many others, have ended up down the internet rabbit hole. Oh yeah, welcome, welcome to the rabbit hole, Bibs. We'll, we'll move over. Uh, one article I came across was a transcript of a podcast with a radiologist in a hospital in Connecticut and how much it would cost to get treated for a stay in one how to get straight? Oh, oh, in a Connecticut hospital. Now I knew it was expensive here, but holy be Jesus! Remember that episode in Friends where Joey had a hernia and he had to pretend he was Chandler? Well, now yes. I now I get it. I've linked the article below, but to surmise, uh, it, one in four Americans are uninsured or underinsured. Bear in mind, there's no public system, so without health insurance, you don't get treated. Two, not all states have Medicaid, which is some sort of federal assistance fund for those that can't afford health insurance. $20,000 is the minimum you'll probably be charged for a COVID admission. And the doc reckons that, realistically, you'll end up on a three-week stay. So you're looking at about $250,000. Mm-hmm. That, that's a mortgage if you're not, if you, if you're not insured. Uh, now, I'm one of the lucky ones and my company provides health insurance. Well, that's the other thing. It seems to be common practice or the norm that if you work, you get insurance because your employer pays for it. It's one of those things. But I'm not entirely sure how the whole excess part of the policy works. Would I still need to pay a certain part towards it? Yes, that's what it is, excess. The very same yeah. here as well. You've you got to pay a portion or some of it will have to be paid by you. I simply have no idea. Also, I'm aware of situations where people themselves pay up front and then they get reimbursed. California is the most expensive state to have insurance in and I think the basic minimum package is $7,000 a year. It doesn't seem that much, but folks do really live paycheck to paycheck here. Also remember that for a lot of people, their insurance is linked to employment. And up to a week ago, there was 22 million people unemployed. Uh, Honestly, the whole system is just a mess. This is something I've been thinking about for a long time. And the growing death rate in America, like the minute things started kicking off in America, I was thinking America is in a much, much worse situation than most of the developed world because of their 
healthcare so-called system yeah. over there that people there's an awful lot of people don't and an awful lot of people are forced out to work even if they are sick because they, they're not going to have money on Monday But in, they were, in we can say out loud that, that, that Amazon did that Yeah They wouldn't Oh you think you've got presumptive COVID-19 you're waiting for your test to come back doesn't matter you've got to come into work what? That an awful lot of uh, uh, um, Amazon employees were uh, protesting against that, uh, and it wasn't there someone who spoke out about it and was fired. Don't was he was fired straight away, and in an internal um, like memo, it was just like, and don't worry about this guy; he's too stupid to know what's really going on. Too stupid and too inarticulate to know what's really going on. It's like you mm-hmm. are. Wow. This Don't is not a country that puts the interests of its citizens first. Lisa goes on to say, uh, "To me, it just wants to make money and go to war." Uh, yeah. Do you know what? That was a thing, something that has come up. I suppose we've all thought of it, like living in America. Wouldn't it be nice to live in America? We'll go and live in America for a while. We might move to America. America would be a cool place to live. As a kid, when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, younger. I was thinking, oh, amazing, that'd be brilliant. I never did the J1 either. So I was always kind of like, maybe I'll yeah. go at some point or I'll look into it or I'll, uh, and I've got friends who've gone to live over there. And every time, of course, now that I'm older and I've got kids, it's just not a, uh, like you think, imagine taking to your your kids to a place like that where the two the two things for me about America are the health service and guns and guns got like and the education system. Anybody could have guns. Well, I, and I, the racism. The, the, and there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot I don't like. The two about biggest that ones country. for me are the the guns and the health health system yeah. definitely like uh, anyway people people won't call ambulances in that country because it costs them too much money uh, they'll I, be like can you drive me to hospital and not ring an ambulance because it's going to cost me four thousand dollars I ca- I can't get the ambulance it's insane it's insane as I see my local gym ask us to sign a protest petition because they unjustly feel that they fall under one of that last planned phases of reopening. And I listen to some of my friends willing to push the boundaries on social distancing. I wonder, have they thought about this side of the consequences of getting sick? I try not to go on about it too much. I don't want to come across like a bit of a superior European to them. With our, <laughs> with our efficient... <laughs> but you see, here's the thing. It, if, you even, are even a Ireland, superior. as bad and all as things are yeah. here, has it better than there. Mm-hmm. With our efficient and people-orientated ways of running our countries, as I, after all, am now in the same position as they are, and I am now at the mercy of the systems here. Well, for the moment, that is. Keep up the great work. Much love from Lisa. Lisa, you wrote us a flip, an essay. That's very uh, interesting. It. Something worth love thinking it. about. That's brilliant. And you have hit so many per- po- points that I think about all the time over there. I have a theory about America and why it's, the greediest country in the world that doesn't want any sort of social contract to help anyone else out. Go on. And it's because, so it's a country based on slavery and it's, it's profits and it's make America the best country in the world. That's all built on slavery, but it's also built on immigration. So when the Italians, the Germans, the Irish, the Scandinavians, the English, when they all went over, well, the English were there from the Mayflower, but when other people went over in the 1800s and early 1900s, they didn't have any help. So I'm talking white Europeans. They didn't have any help. They had to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. They had to work their way up. They had to go in and do all the crappy jobs. And then the second generation got a little bit better. And then the third generation. So I think it's a psychological mindset that they have grown up going, we didn't get help from anyone. In this country, we're not going to give any help to anyone in this country. It's a psychological thing. 
that that for an awful lot of white people there. It's like, we didn't get any help. Your great grandparents didn't get any help. So why are we going to help someone else out? I am convinced that there is an issue with that. That makes sense. Yeah, I really do think. There's also a screwed up system of of wealth that like they're oh yeah that corporations have an like they've got the same rights as a citizen or an individual they've as a human they've got more rights yeah they've Which got is, more rights but then that's that's only going to lead to a really messed up system like if mm-hmm. I suppose it's, it's going anyway whatever it's going, going like that here as well but you know to a lesser degree but but the way they're exporting around the world their cultural capitalism it's it's disgusting I hate it I hate it I hate what our country is turning into. I just hate it. Numbers, num- num- number, 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 number six. Okay, do it, Raymond. Go. Yesterday, we finished our podcast. And for the last couple of days, we've been talking about the my new postman. Uh, he's not a postman. He's not, he's not my postman. He's, uh, he works for on post and he delivers parcels. And uh, yesterday, and was it the day before yesterday or a few days beforehand, uh, he arrived as well. He's only made two appearances thus far. Thus far, and Ray, as he arrives uh, for the second day, he made sure he had a Cadbury's caramel. He got into some bunny ears and he said, slow down, Posty. <laughs> anyway, I've been tr- I said that the, the nearest comparison I can make to what he looks like is Tom Holland. Like he's he's young and good looking and cute, right? He's a good looking young man, right? Have you illegally taken this man's photo? Wait. Let, I'm going to let you finish. So I have been trying to describe what he looks like. I've also been thinking he looks quite like someone in... Could he be your man that went out with a Megaloo in Baywatch? We were talking about them recently. Rebecca El Malagaloo. Do you remember your man that she Sophie. was in the relationship with? The good looking young fella. Like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, Tom Holland and himself would have a similarity there as well. Like, do you remember who I'm talking about, though? You know what he looks like or looks no. like? I'm looking it up. Um, Sophie, home and away boyfriend. Sophie, home and away boyfriend? Yeah. Her name was Sophie in home and away. A Magalagalow was in home and away. Rebecca Elmalagalow. Who was your woman then in... In Baywatch, Erica Michalakalu. No, what's Erica? Who was your woman in Baywatch? Baywatch. Did I say home and away? Erica Elenak. Erica Elenak, yes. And you who think we... it's Erica? Now, are we talking Rebecca Elmalakalu or Erica? We're on different continents. Sorry. We're, in, we're in different time zones. Sorry. Are we talking? So are you talking Billy Warlock? Billy War. We've spoken about him. Yes. Him. He, he looks kind of like him. Billy Warlock. Let me look him up. Billy War, Billy, like back in the day as well. This is what my new postman looks like. Billy War, the all-American guy? Yeah, he looked a bit like him, actually, yeah, in the Baywatch. Yeah, yeah. He's a good-looking kid, this kid, right? He is a good-looking kid. That's a, that's a, that's a, it's a strong jaw. I've been, it's... I've been looking up Tom Holland as well, actually. And, you know, his dad is a comedian. No. Tom, look up Tom dad? Holland's dad. 
He's like he's a British comedian who's been in lots of things. He's, he's like kind of... Um, I love if people are out for a run right now because this is what I do in certain podcasts where I'm like, I'm running and then I'm Googling at the same, <laughs> at the same time going, I have to know what it is now. Tom Holland's dad, Tom Holland's Spider-Man at the moment, the young fella, Tom Holland, right? Spider-Fell. Good looking. He's, he's a good looking young man, I tell you. He looks like... Um, Paul Howard, Russell Carroll Kelly, his dad, Dominic Holland. A bit, yeah, yeah, but I'm not talking about him. But you recognise him, dear Dominic Holland. Like, he's been in lots of things. He would have appeared like, uh, my guess is like on Have I Got News For You? And that he's that kind of comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Panel shows, lots of panel shows. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's his dad. And he was in, he went to the Brit school, Tom Holland did, did then. And I think the other kids are all in showbiz as well, are trying to break out into, they're all names oh, as well. Oh, are they now? Yeah. Anyway. Enough about Tom Holland, enough about uh, Erica Magalou, and enough about Rebecca Lamagalagalou, whatever her name is. <laughs> Erica Elanak and Rebecca Elmalagalou. So your postman looks like Billy Warlock. I think so, but I don't know. And then Kate answered the door to him <laughs> yesterday, right? Like literally our podcast ended <laughs> and the doorbell went off and I start going down the stairs and I can see Kate going past, because I'm, I'm approaching the bottom of the stairs and in order to get to the front door, Kate is making her way to the front door. Yes. And I say to her before she answered, I said, take a good look at him now. I, he's, <laughs> 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 he's our good looking new postman. <laughs> and she's like, oh, right. Okay. Oh, my God. The lives of suburban couples. Yeah. Loving it. In lockdown. <laughs> in their separate bedrooms. <laughs> Glass of wine. Glass Six of wine. Tomorrow. Yeah, listen, maybe tomorrow. Listen, we just, we just try and save your energy for tomorrow. Yeah. So anyway, she goes out, she answers the door. She closes the door and she's like, I didn't get a good look at him because he was always already kind of turned turned around because he put it down. He had done the thing that he hadn't done the day before he had put it down oh. and he was gone. So we both then go into the living room and we're oh both looking, looking out the window. Right? in the curtains. This is after you, after our podcast yesterday. And I was like, I'm trying to, I've been trying to explain what he looks like to Maureen, but I can't explain. And she said, why don't you send her the pictures? And I'm like, oh my God. No, you didn't. Oh my God. I've got a ring doorbell. <laughs> and it videos everything. So I have four photographs oh of my, my hot new postman. I'm so weirded out by this ring thing and how it's legal. Oh, he's sending them through. My WhatsApp is just lighting up. Warren's uh, WhatsApp has just lit up with four photographs of the cute postman. No. He's very cute. <laughs> that one's am- the last one is amazing. I know. He's like, I know. It looks like he's modeling in Vogue. And I going, know. Hello. I know. The thing is, we can't share these photographs with anyone because no. this is like gross, <laughs> grossly a perverted uh, and b uh, invasion of privacy. But uh, he's good looking, isn't he? He's only a kid, though. Like he's in his he's okay. 30. Guys, get ready for your minds to be blown. Who does he look like? Have, he's got a bit of a Tom uh, Hardy about him. Yeah. He's got a bit of Tom Hardy about him. Forget the Holland. He's as young as the Holland. But think Tom Hardy a few years ago when his eyebrows go up and he looks at you that way. <laughs> you know, there's a picture of him from a few years ago in a green T-shirt with a dog. Jesus, Ray, you undersold this young man. Are you serious? You undersold awesome. him. Awesome. Do you know, and you know what? Ever since Kate he's said... so young. Get the, yeah, he's only in his... I, I would have said 30, maybe 25 to 30, I think. He's baby-faced, but I don't think he's actually that young. Baby-faced. Oh, he's wearing a hoodie, lads. 
baseball cap. <laughs> and in the one picture that he really looks like he's modeling, he's got the baseball cap off. That's the second day. That was yesterday. I used I used photographs from two days. I went back to the previous day and I got a couple of pics as well. Well, now can I just say, slow down, Posty. Hello, Hello you. Uh, Tom, ha- Tom Hardy. I have to tell you. Like when I went and got those photographs and saved them into the phone. <laughs> I can't believe I you like, went into your ring and I got the photos. Can't wait to save these to, to send these to Mourn. There you go. Is now. this is this illegal? What we've done illegally shared his image. Uh probably yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. If and for legal advice, you can say email uh, sixbitspod at gmail dot com. <laughs> Let us know. On uh, we're going to. So we've had Meghan Markle in court, London Nicuffig in court, and now we've caused ourselves to be brought to court. We have to go. It's been nearly an hour long. Thoroughly enjoyable oh, though, lads. I'm so sorry. Have yourself so a lovely weekend. Stay away from yourselves and, and each-, each other. Okay, I tell you what. Uh, no, we can't do because there's a, is there a delay? We'll do it in both ways, right? I'll okay. do it first. Stay away from yourselves and, and each, each other. other. And then you do it the other way around and I do it on top of you then. Right, go on. Stay away from yourselves and, and each, each other. other. <laughs> <laughs> I was packing on actually. Was uh, really more from a my piles are giving me jip. It's a sore old thing there, Pat. I think at, at this stage, Pat, it's like the coronavirus. I think your piles are getting a bit serious now. I think they get a bit serious. You look at getting them lanced. Did we do any you, COVID-19? Apart from the email, we didn't do bugger all, actually. You can't, you can't just be saying Azerbaijan to your piles, Pat. You Azerbaijan! Azerbaijan! Have a great weekend. See you next week. Bye-bye.